Westward on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. So to the Rugby World Cup, some criticism of too many one-sided games in the tournament to date, but I don't think anyone in Ireland is complaining about the results achieved against Romania and this weekend against Tonga, particularly when, historically, we have had so many difficulties in actually winning matches that we were expected to win and win them comprehensively. So now we move to the South African game this weekend and everything could hinge on that. Victory over South Africa and then be in a great position to win the pool and get New Zealand in a quarterfinal. New Zealand who look a better option than a French team playing in front of a home crowd. At least that's the reasoning of most people. So let's look forward to this weekend's game and what Andy Farrell's selection choices he makes. Paul Wallace and Fergus McFadden are with us and and Alan Quinlan as well. Paul, let me start with you though because the first big selection decision appears to be in the second row. A lot of speculation about Joe McCarthy who was used against Romania to add bulk. But is it the time to put a young player like that in against South Africa? And really, can you actually expect to fight South Africa with bulk up front? Uh, I, I think you might look at him off the bench instead of a starter, Matt. Um, uh, the two ways of looking at this, I know everyone's looking at like it's a cup final. It isn't a cup final. Uh, I think the Scotland game is probably more important. And yes, uh, France, and marginally that, I know they beat New Zealand well, but for Ireland's play them, that's, you know, there's not that much difference in those quarterfinals. Uh, but just taking on this game as is, I think Joe McCarthy's still a bit raw to start. I can see the logic and his scrummaging power and he's one of the few seconds that you can see uh, the, the pure power coming through behind Tyg uh, Furlong and Tyg laterally in the game now he was on for the you know with a 10 minute break was back on and you know I think he really tried to that sort of power behind him but when you're playing against the, the Springboks it's all about especially as a go for the 7-1 split it's, it's laterally in the game the, the last half hour and maybe that's when you might need someone uh, like McCarthy's power coming on. It would be a big uh, blow for someone like Henderson, who's played very well. Um, but I can see the logic and possibly having him there. For me, for the starting uh, team, I think, and I think, you know, the way Ireland have always played, that high-tempo game, and a lot will come down to Ben O'Keefe and the, and the, the, the quick rock ball. If we can get that, um, and he referees that breakdown very well for the attacking team, I think we can get that tempo up and their power won't come into play. But the refereeing decisions will really dictate. But I think they need a bit of power on the bench for the last half hour rather than the very start. So Alan Quinlan, because the talk of Joe McCarthy starting would mean that presumably Ty Byrne would have to move to six. And that would mean that Peter O'Mahony would be left off the starting team. Would that be a fair compromise to make to get McCarthy's bulk into the starting 15? Uh, I, first of all, I don't think it's going to happen, Matt. But um, obviously, you know, if if there was any issues with the back row, um, Tyburn moving into the back row, and that's probably what happened against Tonga. Number one, having a look at Joe McCarthy, getting comfortable with the top players, but also having a look at Byrne in the back row as well. I don't think Andy Farrell is going to make those changes. Well, I presume, I presume, um, and it's probably Paul O'Connell who will decide what forwards will play. I'm sure Andy Farrell gives him the trust to that. Um, and look, I know it falls into the system what type of personnel you have out there, but 
I'd be amazed if, if they make any changes. I think it'll be Bowen and James Ryan and it'll be a Mahoney Doris and Van der Fleer in the back row. I think, as Wally was saying, stacking the bench with a little bit of power, Ireland may go 6-2 split themselves, you know, and put two second rows and a back row on the, on, on the bench if Conan is fit, um, which, again... Could you risk him at this stage in a game like South Africa without having played for seven weeks, even if it was planned to be for only 20 minutes off the bench? Well, you, can you really go back into that? If you've been Henderson and Joe McCarthy on ahead, Henderson can, you know, you can move someone into the back row. If it happens after, if there's an injury, injury in the back row after five minutes, you don't have to bring Jack Conan on. But look, I'd be inclined to put him on the bench if he's available, um, depending obviously how much training and workload he got through in the last week or two. Uh, but again, hypothetical decisions, I think, going back to your original question, yes, if if Joe McCarthy, if there was an issue in the back row, I think Joe McCarthy could end up going into the team and I'd, I'd be fine with him going in there because I think he's shown he has the physicality at this level and the quality as well. I thought he was, you know, he's grown and grown um, and of course Bond can play in the back row. But I think we'll see... We, everyone will probably, unless there's any issues in training during the week it'll be Bourne and James Ryan okay. and Omani Doris and Van der Fleer in the back row I, Before I, I go to Fergus I want to go back to Paul about the other concern that Finlay Bealham might not be available to take his place on the bench because would you be how confident would you be that if it had to be Tom O'Toole and Dave Kilcoyne coming off the bench to face that South African front row that they'd be up to it? Dave Kilcoyne isn't the biggest man in the world, but he's always been very, uh, you know, very solid. Uh, we've seen him in monsters against big French sides, and he's always uh, held his own. I think technically his stomach is a lot better than than his size would dictate. Uh, again, you know, we're talking about McCarthy and having power, maybe even someone like Baird as well, because you need to back up these front rows. Tom O'Toole. Uh, he always gave me the jitters uh, over the last few years with his scrummaging. He's a fantastic player around the park. He's very big and powerful. I think his technique has come on an awful lot, whether it's come on enough to be able to handle um, the, the Springbok, uh, you know, seven when, or six or seven forwards when they come on en masse. Uh, that's going to be a huge question. I really feel he has grown as a player. Uh, he certainly has the size and the, the physicality. Excellent around the park. Uh, but that would be the making or breaking of him. And uh, Yeah, I, 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 I'd be a lot more confident now than I would have been last season. OK, Fergus McFadden, the other... Position which has been discussed, perhaps somewhat surprisingly, is that of scrum half because Ireland have had an enormous amount of success with the zip given to the game by Jameson Gibson Park at scrum half, and yet there have been some people wondering, well, could Conor Murray be preferred for this game on the basis of his previous experience and also his box kicking? What do you expect to happen at scrum half? Uh, I expect Jameson Gibson Park to get picked at scrum half. Um, I think. It was probably a rotational, uh, you know, selection last week to, or just a few days ago to to give Conor Murray a run. He'll be a very important player coming off the bench to finish games against the top teams in this competition. But you know, we saw last November how important Jemison Gibson Park is to this team. He's he's probably made, himself and Johnny Sexton are the two most important players for the team when they're when they're fizzing. We, we generally go well. So just that, that bit more uh, tempo that Jemison will bring. Um, and I also think that his box kicking, you know, I know Conor Murray's boxing is outstanding, as always has been for Ireland and Munster, but Jemison's is also outstanding, uh, along with, with his ability to 
you know, make a break and probably get the ball a bit way a bit quicker from the rook. So um, it'll be Jamison to start, I think, for sure, and Connor coming off the bench. Something else that's been suggested is the possibility that, given that Bundiaki has gone so brilliantly in the first two games at 12, that his position is guaranteed, but that to face South Africa, that there might be a temptation to put Robbie Henshaw alongside him and leave Gary Ringrose out. As a former international centre, what do you make of that idea? Again, I, th- I think it's you know uh, as 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 Quinny said, it's that's probably you know people are going to speculate what way the the selections are going to go, and we'll have to wait and see. But but the way Bundy Aki is playing at twelve, he's a nailed on starter for sure. And you know Gary Ringrose just has that consistency of playing thirteen for Ireland and for Leinster for a long long period of time. I think unfortunately, you know Robbie Hen- a, a fully fit Robbie Henshaw. You know you think back to the Lions tour he was on. He's one of the best. Uh, players on that tour but he has had a few niggles and injuries and I think he's a great option coming off the bench as a number 23 covering centre uh, co- covering both centres and then you could move the likes of a um, Hugo Keenan from uh, fullback to uh, the wing spot if, and and or you could move Robbie Henshaw to fullback as well so um, I, I think it's going to be Bundy Aki and Gary Ringrose and I think that that is the logical decision to make because you know, Gary Ringrose has shown even last November again and against New Zealand when they went over there and 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 they won the series. Um, you know, he he's 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 well able to deal with 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 big men. So it's going to be a, a great matchup between what looks like would be Jesse Creel and, uh, and and Gary in those positions. So, how confident are you feeling now, Alan, at this stage about what awaits us next Saturday evening? Yeah, um, I think obviously I've tried to play this down like most of the ex-players have, you know, we're not getting carried away and there's always probably in, in, in players that feeling that you don't want to say too much and you don't want to kind of, you know, um, talk them up too much. But look, and the evidence of what we've seen, Matt, in the last 18 months, they've been absolutely superb. The build-up to this World, World Cup has been probably the best ever. Um, I think the players we have are probably the best ever. And so we should be confident. But on any given day, when you play a rugby match, a couple of little things can go wrong. You can lose a line out, a scrum can go wrong, one turnover to breakdown, and that's just in very tight games. So I think I'd be confident of Ireland. I think they've got to be brave. I think I would be wouldn't want them to kind of go down the road of slowing the game down and box kicking and stuff like that. What they've shown the last period of time has been. Their attack has been superb, and I don't see them changing. I think they. I was really pleased with the performance against Tonga. I thought they, their energy and accuracy around the breakdown was superb, and that is the key area of winning the game against South Africa on Saturday night. If Ireland get their breakdown right and don't allow South Africa to turn them over, they profit off that. And they cause chaos when they get turned over. So if Ireland are good in that area, I'm confident they can they can do well on Saturday night. But look, okay. as I said, flick, flick of a coin, Matt. They're an excellent side Paul, as well. As you said again. this isn't a cup final, but isn't if Ireland are going to win the World Cup, isn't momentum going to be important? Not to have the momentum that they've built up broken by a defeat, bringing self-doubt in. Wouldn't we be in an infinitely better position if we win Saturday night's game rather than losing it? Yeah, of course you will. In fact, this could be like 2007 when South Africa hammered England in, in their pool games and England nearly beat them in the final. Uh, this could well be the final, these two teams um, both getting through. Um, 
Yeah, it, 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 confidence is a huge thing. Um, I, you know, just coming on from what Quinny was saying there, it, it, it's playing smart against South Africa. That's how you beat them. Uh, we all know about the really hard press, organised defence. And uh, there was one of the things you mentioned there about Conor Murray and his box kicking. I don't think that's going to be a factor. I don't think that's the way Ireland want to play. But one thing that really interested me and I thought he was fantastic at was the running across and his little jabs off the side of his foot. That really checks the defence. And I think that's what Ireland have to do. If you play very clever like that and don't leave them rush up like like uh, Scotland did by just whizzing it wide and uh, being very obvious asking questions that's how they do it and I think Ireland are the smart, smartest team in world rugby at the moment and I think that's how they, they, they're going to win this not by pure power match the power uh, but don't give them easy targets to, to, to come at um, yeah confidence if we can get the momentum win this game I think we'll keep going keep going but it's, it's a long way yet uh, and there's three, four teams there, um, I think, can still win it. And uh, Ireland is certainly one of those. Fergus, is this imbalance in the draw getting a little bit ridiculous at this stage, given what we've seen in Pool C and Pool D? England being ridiculously lucky on the first two tries against a Japan team, which couldn't hold on to the ball, but it needed to. Fiji beating Australia in Pool C. Does it look like we're absolutely certain to have a winner of this competition out of Pools A or B? Yeah, it, it looks like it at the moment and, and um, I don't want to, to labour the point, but obviously it's been covered enough times and, and you know, Rob Carney was talking about it again um, after the game, just about you know how ridiculous it kind of is at this stage when, you know, you look at the games of, you know, England v Japan and, and even, you know, the game between Wales and Australia, which would be important for that pool, but, you know, none of those teams are going to, you know, win the World Cup. It's going to be from... from uh, our side of the draw, unfortunately. So um, I, I think it's a, a bit of an embarrassment for, for World Rugby and I'd say it'll never be done again. But this is the cards that we've been, you know, we've been, um, we've been handed. And I think, you know, as Alan pointed out, I, I, Ireland have not been in a better position, you know, in an 18-month lead-up to a World Cup. The, the, the depth of squad that we have... Um, you know, we're, we're best positioned to, to go all the way. And, you know, even if we don't beat South Africa, worst case scenario on, on Saturday and get a losing bonus point, I still think we can go on and win the World Cup from there. We'll take our learnings from it if we lose. But I think that Ireland uh, definitely have the ability to win. And as Wally said, it would be a huge confidence booster because these are definitely the two, uh, um, you know, outside of France. I think these are two, two of the uh, favourites to win it. Thank you very much, Fergus McFadden, Paul Wallace, and Alan Quinlan. The last word on sport on Today FM with Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.